Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. This is going to be podcast number f- episode four. I finally figured out a name for it called Beats of the Game because, you know, I wanted it to be something that was music and football, you know, inspired. Um, you know, because the beat of the game, you know, was like the tempo, you know, the uh, the f- play flow, the flow of the game, you know, stuff like that. And uh, beats, of course, you know, just because, you know, there's beats and music, you know. And beats of the game for that, you know, beats of the game was like um, knowing how to market yourself, knowing how to uh, commercialize yourself, knowing how to appeal to the people, appeal to the masses, uh, you know, going with the flow of, you know, what's going on right now, stuff like that. So I thought that was the best uh, name for the podcast. So today, guys, we're going to jump right in. We're going to talk about the game yesterday against my Dallas Cowboys versus your Detroit Lions. Um, so let's just talk about it. Let's talk about what happened. I watched the whole game through and through. Um, I did not like the first half at all from our offense. Our defense, of course, showed out like usual. I don't know. I think Michael Parsons is dealing with something because he's been kind of off to me ever since LA. Uh, I think that he aggravated that groin injury. But if you guys follow him on either Instagram or Twitter, you know he is not one to quit a game because he said himself, as a football player, you only get 17 times a year to show what you're made of, and he doesn't feel like taking any one of those days off, which is awesome. But, man, you got to know you got to know when to, you know, dial it back a little bit. You got to put your health first. I mean, hell, look what happened to a to a tongue of Vailoa, man. They rushed him back in there, and that man is dealing with another concussion. And, you know, he went into that fencing position, which was downright scary. Honestly, probably the scariest thing I've seen in football since, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've seen bones broken, you know, things like that. You know, that happens with the game, but I've never seen anyone just lock up like that. That was kind of scary to me. Um, it really made me second guess putting my son into football because, man, if that was my son down there, I'd be freaking out. You know, I'd I'd just be freaking out. It's just something crazy. Um, but you know, he came back for this last game. Uh, I don't know who they played. They played Steelers. Yeah, they played the Steelers last night, and they beat the Steelers. Not really surprising. The Steelers are kind of on a downfall this year. Um, my best friend, who's a Steelers fan, he even says that he's just riding the he's riding the ship all the way down. He's like the captain of the Titanic. He's riding it until there ain't nothing there no more. But you know what? I told him it's about time. You know your team finally had a downfall because man, they've been up, they've been to the very tippy top, and now they're you know they've just been kind of declining every year since. You know since they won the Super Bowl, they've been kind of declining every year since. Uh, ben Roethlisberger finally retired. I don't know what they thought. I don't know why they didn't put someone in position to replace Ben Roethlisberger before this. I don't. I mean, are they taking points from Green Bay? Like, just because Aaron Rodgers wasn't teaching Jordan to love, they're like, oh, okay, well, that's probably going to be Ben Roethlisberger's attitude. Which, I don't know, was it? Because I never heard anything like that. I never heard he was a bad guy like that. Um, but, I mean, hey, that's how the Steelers GM did it. They didn't have a backup plan. They traded for Mitchell Trubisky in the uh, in this past offseason. And they thought he was the answer, the guy who couldn't get it done in Chicago with a pretty okay defense. I mean, I mean, I get it. The Steelers' defense is better than the Bears' defense. It, or it was. I don't know if it is anymore. 
I just don't understand it. I like the I like the you know the fact that they drafted Kenny Pickett, but that kid, I mean, he's a rookie. You got to give him time to develop. We can't just throw him in there. Why do we keep on throwing rookie QBs into the fire, just so we can be like, oh yeah, he's he's the worst. He's a bust already. It's only been a year. Give him like a year and like a season at least to you know study the playbook, get the plays down, get the tempo down, get the body language down, get him to get a connection with somebody. Because you can't just throw him out there and have no chemistry with nobody. He's used to being there with the backups, with the other rookies. And, you know, they probably have different cadences, different body languages than the guys who were the starters. You can't do that. But anyways, I said we were going to talk about the Cowboys. We ain't talking about the Steelers. I might go back to the Steelers. We'll stick a fork in it. We might come back to it later. So let's talk about the game. Like I said, the first half, not good at all. I didn't like how our offense looked. I didn't like how... Again, we're just so predictable. Run, run, pass. Play action, run, pass. Like, I can list off the script of what happened. Like, it was just not good. Um, The best thing that came out of the first half was Ezekiel Elliott. He looked great. Um, I was kind of scared when he got hit in the knee. That was kind of scary. Glad he got up. He came back. And what was it, three plays later after he came back from the injury? He was jumping over fools. Now, that is Ezekiel Elliott that we all know and we all love. That is Ezekiel Elliott that we paid all that money for, and we need that boy. That we need that man back every game this year because if that man does not show up, man, it looks like a bad signing. It looks like just money wasted. But you know what? He looked great. He looked fantastic yesterday. Tony Pollard, of course. Man, I would love Tony Pollard to eventually maybe take over the starting duties once Ezekiel Elliott. He's like, you know what? Contract's done. I'll just set off into the sunset, and Tony Pollard got it. But my thing is now, uh, one, I think maybe we might have waited too long, or he might wait too long, um, because Tony Pollard might just walk out with Zeke, you know, and we'll just be like, you know, we got one running back. Or what I I really think is going to happen after Ezekiel's uh, contract is up, he'll probably call it quits, because, man, that man has been in the league for six years already. I think the lifespan of an average running back is like eight years. <clears throat> now saying that, I don't know how much longer it's on his contract. Um, I could look it up, but I'm not going to. All I know is he's got his contract, and it's probably not going to go out anytime soon. But um, I'm thinking Tony Pollard is going to stay maybe a year after Zeke, and either he's going to play one season with another team, or he, like I said, he could just ride out with Zeke. And you know, I don't know. Um, I would hate for that to happen, but we'll see with the next draft. I will not be surprised if we go running back just to get somebody else to back up those two. Um, because Zeke, man, he's just, I'm not saying he's lost a step. He's more of the physical back. When he was when he was a rookie, he was the guy who was like Tony Pollard. He was elusive. He was, but he was always that running back who could run you through a brick wall and get that first down. Now he's still trying to do that, but he's got mileage on his body. He can't keep doing that. He's not the same person he was six years ago. And yeah, six years ago, that's how old he is. That's how long he's been in this league. And I know he's been in the league for a long time because my uh, first son had an Ezekiel Elliott jersey. And now my second son, who is six years younger than him, is wearing that jersey that he was wearing when he was a baby. So I know Zeke's been in the league for a minute. Um, Now, to me, Zeke has been consistently at least top 15 top 10 running backs for the last couple of years 
Um, it's more than what I can say about... Again, this is what I'm saying. It's the hype. It's the hype that they keep off running on all these running backs. What happened to King Henry, quote-unquote? Derrick Henry over in Tennessee. What happened to him? What happened to Todd Gurley with the Rams? What happened to him? I'll even... I'll step one up. Christian McCaffrey. What happened to him? They kept on saying all these people were better than Zeke. And they kept on comparing him to Zeke. I don't see the comparison. These people had one good season. Christian McCaffrey, I'll give him a slight just because he's been injured. That man can't stay healthy to save his life. And I'm surprised he didn't get injured putting on his pads in San Francisco, to be honest with you. I love Christian McCaffrey. He's a great player. Um, I think he was one of the reasons they went to the Super Bowl that year. Um, when they lost to the Broncos, I really thought he, you know, him and Cam Newton were a great team, but that was his last really healthy year. He hasn't really done much. Um, now maybe I'm not paying enough attention. Maybe it's the Panthers' fault, like the organization's fault. They're not giving him the right line. You know, there's no holes. You know, you can't run. You can't be a good running back if you ain't got no holes. But what's going on in Tennessee? I'm pretty sure they have all the same people they've been having since Derrick Henry was crowned king. Henry, what's happened to him? Yeah, I mean, again, could it be the Tennessee Titans? Could it be them? Could it be the fact that they don't have a good running line, a, a good offensive line? I don't know. Because I don't pay attention to those teams as much as I pay attention to my own team. Now, again, I keep on going off of these tangents. Back to the Cowboys versus the Lions. Now, after the after the halftime break, I was a little worried. Because we if we barely stopped the Lions from driving and they almost scored... Um, and then they were going to get the ball back. So I was like, man, they're kind of running on that high tempo. Uh, I just hope our defense is stand up. And our defense stood up, and I don't think they allowed another score the rest of the game, which was great. Our offense finally woke up. Dak got comfortable. Uh, and, man, I'll tell you, Dak, <laughs> Dak has got to stop running because I swear every time he runs, he scares me, and he's got to stop taking them hits because every time he takes a hit, it scares me. I'm not saying Dak's fragile. Dak is not fragile. To me, this age of Dak Prescott, and I'll say this age again because he's been in the league just as long as uh, Ezekiel Elliott. He's been in there for six years. Um, but, of course, quarterbacks last a little bit longer than running backs because they don't have to run through walls. Again, Dak Prescott, to me, reminds me a little bit of Ben Roethlisberger. He will take unnecessary hits when he doesn't need to. And I don't like it. But, again, that man wants to win, and I love the passion that he has. I love the drive he has. He wants to win on every down, um, but he's just got to stop taking all them hits because, man, as a Cowboys fan, as a Dak fan, it scares the hell out of me. Um, he's got to stop doing that. That's the only gripe I have. Dak Prescott did look a lot better uh, than he did in the first game uh, when we lost to the Buccaneers. Speaking of the Bucks, we're going to come back to them. So, we're, I mean, Dak looked great. Zeke looked Good. Uh, our wide receivers, man. CeeDee Lamb. Uh, he's got to step up his game a little bit more. And Michael Gallup has to get involved. Or the team has to involve Michael Gallup. We have him. We signed him to a contract for a reason. I get maybe we're still resting him up from the ACL. I get that. But it's been like two or three weeks that he's been back. He didn't catch a single ball yesterday at all. A single one. And I didn't like the fact that he didn't get involved at all. His name was not mentioned once. I think the ball was thrown to him maybe once um, on an errant Dak throw. Like He was trying to get it to him, but you know, Dak was under duress, and he just kind of overthrew him just to get rid of the ball, really. But I don't like it. 
I'm really hoping once James Washington is back, um, the guy we acquired from the Steelers this last offseason, I'm really hoping when he comes back, maybe our offense will look a little bit better. But again, I will not be surprised if the first uh, pick we have on the draft next year is offense, either running back or wide receiver. Um, maybe another lineman to uh, start training behind Zach Martin, you know, just so we keep the line fresh and going. Because I really love what we do have going on defense. We keep on pumping people in and out. And the people that are, you know, the backups, quote-unquote, are just as good as the starters. And I love that. I love that we keep our defense fresh. Um, now, one thing they kept on saying, they kept on saying, kept on saying about uh, Dan Quinn is they want him to be a head coach. I really hope that doesn't happen. I hope he stays our defensive coordinator. I hope he loves what he's doing. I hope he loves the team he's got. I hope no one can really prime away. I really hope that. Because, man, I know somebody's going to want him. I mean, somebody's going to want Dan Quinn as a, as a head coach again. And I just don't want that to happen because I love our defense. And I don't know with a different coordinator we play the same we do for Dan Quinn. Because I feel like Dan Quinn, it, he gets our defense so riled up. The whole defense will just run through a brick wall for that man. And he is a great motivator. He's a great football-minded coach. He knows what plays to call, when to call them. But let's talk about that one play that Michael Parsons uh, made. That tackle right at the one-yard line where the guy did not cross the plane. And the next play, they fumbled the ball. If Micah Parsons is not on the Dallas Cowboys, the Detroit Lions score that touchdown. And honestly, with that momentum, I don't know whether we win the game or not. That's how scary that game was for me in the first half. And if they would have scored, who knows? Everything changes. Everything changes with the score, with the touchdown. Everything. Because it just puts so much more pressure on the offense to score. Because when one offense scores, the natural answer you want to answer back is another touchdown. You don't want them to score a touchdown and you get nothing. Or you have to settle for a field goal. Because that's four points you're leaving on that board. And it's not good. But... So, I mean, in conclusion to that game, we're going to – I mean, I liked it. It was a good statistical game, apparently. Um, I haven't looked at the stats. Again, Dak did great. Um, I mean, well, he did he, – he got back into his rhythm. I'll say that. He was not great. He was – he was good. He, was he better than Cooper Rush? Hell yes. Hell yes. He was – one gripe I have about Dak Prescott, he was trying to force a couple more throws – and if the Detroit Lions defense was a little bit better, man, they would have had two or three interceptions on us. No no doubt. No doubt. Um, but again, maybe that's the difference between Cooper Rush and Deck. Maybe Cooper Rush throws a little bit softer and Detroit Lions pick it off. You know, just like the Eagles did for us last week. Um, but that's the end of that game. Now, I did say I was going to talk about the Buccaneers just to uh, kind of wrap this one up. The Buccaneers... Looked awful last uh, yesterday. They looked awful. I mean, they lost to a team that traded Christian McCaffrey, got rid of Robbie Anderson. Now, again, I don't know how good Robbie Anderson is because I don't see him being a world beater. I don't see him being talked to, talked as, like, in the same breath as, like, a Julio Jones, a Odell Beckham Jr., a uh, Robert Woods, a... Who else is in? 
a Mike Evans. I don't see him in that conversation with those guys. I mean, but apparently he was the best wide receiver, and they traded him away. So everyone's like, oh, okay, the Panthers are just going to, you know, tank this year. They're just going to throw this year to the Wolves. They're just going to, you know, let the other teams really, you know, just do whatever they want. They're going to get the number one pick, and they're going to get the best guy that's available for them. Great. And the Tom Brady-led Buccaneers, the quote-unquote greatest quarterback of all time, could not beat a third-string quarterback. Third-string. What happened to Baker Mayfield and the and uh, Sam Darnold? I don't know. Uh, maybe Sam Darnold got mono again, or Baker Mayfield injuring himself doing too many damn commercials. I don't know what happened to them. But all I know is they're playing a quarterback who was the third string. Um, that's not good. If you lose twenty one to three to a third string quarterback, and your team is supposed to be Super Bowl favorites or what contenders, that's not looking good. Um, they the Buccaneers are now three and four. For the I mean you know, Tom Brady is three and four, for the first time in his career. Maybe now he'll retire. Because he's had, he's, this is a losing record. Speaking of losing record, you know who else is 3-4? and four? The Green Bay Cheese Packers. The Green Bay Packers, folks, are 3-4. and four. Um, It was a beautiful thing to see. Um, I just don't like Aaron Rodgers. I really don't. Um, now, they're going to be like, why? Why don't you like Aaron Rodgers? He's a great quarterback. Yeah, he is. I'm not going to say he's not a great quarterback. But for the love of God, every time that man plays my team, my Dallas Cowboys, he always has a Hail Mary to pull out of nowhere, and it just wins the game, and it pisses me off. I can't stand Aaron Rodgers. I want Aaron Rodgers to lose. I want him to retire. I want to see what the NFL can be without an Aaron Rodgers, without a Tom Brady. Who is going to be the great quarterback? I mean, of course, we all know who's going to be the top two. It's going to be Mahomes, and it's going to be Allen. It's going to be Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs, and it's going to be Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. I know that. The difference is nobody hates those guys. People might hate Patrick Mahomes' wife and Patrick Mahomes' brother, but that's not Patrick Mahomes. I don't know. I don't, I don't think anybody has a reason to hate Josh Allen yet. He hasn't done anything yet that I know of. Um, to me, that's going to be the new Brady and Manning. I mean, they're going to meet each other a lot in the championship games, in the Super Bowl. They're going to meet each other a good amount in the future. And it's going to be exciting football. But the reason it's going to be exciting football is because Bash Mahomes can actually chunk it 60 freaking yards and Josh Allen can do the same exact thing. They are not going to depend on their defense. They're not going to depend on penalties they're not going to depend on crap that tom brady has been doing for the last 10 years of his career again 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 i didn't mean to say tom brady but kind of tom brady too tom brady and aaron Rodgers. now i will say people are saying why why uh why don't why doesn't Tom Brady, why isn't he doing better than uh, Aaron Rodgers? Or why isn't Aaron Rodgers doing better than Tom Brady? Especially because Aaron Rodgers seems to be on a better coach team, a better, you know, all-around team. Aaron Rodgers ain't got nothing on that team. He doesn't have any wide receivers at all. 
His best wide receiver is Alan Lazard, I believe. Um, and Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb is old. Um, and dare I say a little bit washed up. I'll say that because he did play for the Cowboys two seasons ago. Two or three seasons ago. He did okay. He was he was reasonable. He was he was a decent person, decent player. But he's old. He can't, you know, cut and run like he used to back in the day. It's just not possible for him to do that. Um now again, this is one thing I'll say Rodgers versus Brady. I've heard that Tom Brady takes pay cuts so he can get all these high valuable people. That's how he that's how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers bought that last championship. But yeah, I'm gonna say bought it. It was a damn mega team. It was like the Los Angeles Lakers of the damn NFL. You had Rob Gronkowski, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown. Their line was off the chart. They had Indama Kansu. Um who was another who was that other uh, they had Jason Pierre Paul. It was like the damn dream team. Like what the hell? Like, they bought that championship, of course. And now they're realizing, oh, crap, those guys were only good for what that one year because now they're way too damn old. Anyways, 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 um, I'm getting off a of track. Um, Tom Brady took a pay cut so, he can, so that the Buccaneers organization could sign all those people. Aaron Rodgers doesn't take pay cuts. And I get it, you know, he's, you know, considerably one of the top five quarterbacks of you know at least of all time top 10 maybe um top 10 quarterbacks of all time but he's not taking pay cuts and that is why they can't build around him i think honestly the Green Bay packers organization is going to be happier when aaron Rodgers decides to leave or retire when that ever happens because they'll be able to build the team they want to because i imagine they wanted to you know build around jordan love um, they want to give him time to develop. They want to give him, you know, fresh new linemen, fresh new wide receivers. Because, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he's, I don't want to say he's dragging him down because he's the main reason they've been relevant since Brett Favre. Um, but he's, he's got to do something because apparently him and the coach don't like each other. And apparently Aaron Rodgers changing the play calls in the huddle. So, I mean, they apparently both hate, hate each other. I don't know what other quarterbacks have done that in the NFL, aside from Brady and Belichick. But Brady and Belichick have always been, kind of been on the same page. I've never seen Tom Brady yell at Bill Belichick. I've seen him yell at tablets. I've seen him yell at linemen. I've seen him yell at referees. Um, I have not seen him yell at a Bill Belichick. Uh, maybe, I'm, maybe I missed it. I don't know. But... Um, Honestly, guys, I think that one's gonna that's gonna wrap this up. This one went on way way longer than I expected to. Um, well, maybe it won't be it because I mean there was a couple more games that I watched. I did watch the Chiefs and Bills game. Great game, high scoring game as everyone thought. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, man, I don't know what's going on with Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, he was throwing a couple bad interceptions. He's thrown a couple bad interceptions the past couple of weeks, but I think he'll bounce back. Um, I think he'll. He just needs to, you know, relax and not, and you know, get used to the fact that Tyreek Hill isn't out there no more. Get used to the fact that he doesn't need to throw the ball 60, 50, 60 yards every throw. He can, you know, spread it around a little bit. Um. And the Bills did it great. Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't remember who won. All I know it was a great game.
Um, it was very entertaining. I liked it. Um, but yeah, that I mean, who was it? Everyone in the NFC East won yesterday, except for the Eagles because they were on their bye. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. So the NFC East right now is the best division in all of football. I was talking to my friend about it. I told him the NFC East is either hot or cold. We're extremely on fire or we're extremely frozen. The NFC East goes as as, as it could be a flip of a coin every year. It can be the worst division in all of football like it was two, three years ago. Or it can be the best, which is it was it is right now. Three, three teams, three out of the four teams are in the top ten of the power rankings by Pro Football Focus, and a couple other places I see. <coughs> oh, sorry, sorry guys. But I think with that, all right with that, guys, I think that's that's gonna wrap this podcast up for today. Um, it was really mainly football talks. I think the next episode we're gonna try to steer steer a little bit away from football just for a little bit just to get everyone else back into it that doesn't like football, but those are my thoughts on the game, uh, pretty much on the NFL for the games that I watched. Uh, but anyways, guys, I will see you guys on the next one. Uh, please don't forget to give me a rating, subscribe, help me grow a little bit, man. The more I grow, the more y'all get. Anyways, guys, I will talk to you guys later.